welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where, like Lucas and Disney, we're here to end the epic Skywalker saga. I'm John Williams. And I'm Ben Robinson. Keep your expectations low, and we probably won't disappoint you that much. We're talking Rise of Skywalker. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. We went and saw that flick. That flick that uh that everybody's seeing. It's gonna I don't know if it'll break records, but it'll uh last I heard it was like number five on the Thursday uh night openings. So it's not destroying records, but I don't think I expected it to. Uh, yeah, I don't think Disney's gonna lose money on this one. <laughs> no, no, definitely not. Put it that way. They they might make their budget back opening weekend. Yeah, yeah I think they will do just fine. So, uh, we are now done with the Skywalker saga. Nine films, uh, spanning a fictional what, like sixty years ish. Yeah, a fictional 60 years, an actual 40 years, and a more relevant to me, three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. You know, it's it's funny because like as much as we love this, like I think we can both acknowledge that that's a that's a lot of Star Wars. To, to shove into such a small period of time. Yeah, and I still got to finish The Mandalorian and I'm going to do it. So I'm still going to finish that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm a couple episodes behind myself. I th- yeah, I think the last one just came out on Friday, I believe. Yeah, they, they and I heard like a spoiler from it that was like a direct tie-in. Like there was a reason why they, they dropped it early so you could catch it. Um, so if you watched it right before uh, Rise of Skywalker, there was a little little nugget in there for you. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, I have spent the last week largely avoiding parts of the internet to avoid spoilers. Yeah, it was movie. tough. Like even Friday morning, you know, from the people who saw it Thursday night, like I was seeing people saying like, well, now that I've had a chance to gather my thoughts on Rise of Skywalker, here's what I think. I'm like, ah, I have scroll past it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Or going on YouTube and just seeing like a bunch of reviews for it Friday morning. And you're like, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, I know you want, you know, you want to be relevant, but, uh, you know, like looking at some of the just the titles of like videos on YouTube that popped up in my feed on like Saturday morning. Like, man, I'm glad I watched this movie last night. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Cause I, and you know, I spend a decent amount of time on the internet in one form or another. Like when I'm at work, you know, I do all my work on a computer. So like, I'll, I'll just be listening to YouTube videos. I'll put those on, but yeah, those, those things just pop up. Cause that's all in my, in my feed, all the, the, the geek relevant stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Google knows who we are. They know <laughs> what we're into. <laughs> this shit gets served right up to you. So uh, speaking of spoilers, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this. Oh, yeah. yeah, We will be talking about the movie. That's uh, that is a thing. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want it to be spoiled, maybe just uh, wait for a little bit here. Yeah. Go ahead and turn us off or pause us. Go see the movie right this moment and uh, and we'll see you in a minute. Okay, Uh, go ahead and uh, and leave us in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the movie. Um, now let's let's uh, get into the nitty gritty. One unrelated note first. Yes. Something that I discovered uh, in uh, yesterday, actually. In yesterday. In yesterday. When one, you were in yesterday. One, yeah, when I was hanging out in yesterday, I, I discovered something, and uh, 
It is Star Wars related, and I wanted to bring it up. The trash can droid. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's a Gonk series power droid. It is used for recharging and jump-starting large machinery. Oh, shit. It's a little little mobile charging station. Yeah, it's like a big battery. And he walks around for some reason, very well, slowly. He's got to get around. You don't want to, it's a huge battery. You wouldn't want to carry that. <laughs> I'd probably put it on tracks myself, but you know, maybe stairs. Though that thing does not look like it'd be good at going upstairs. No, not at all. <laughs> very, very small stairs, maybe. Yeah. Why do you think, what do you think he did to get tortured? That's nuts. Yeah. Ran out of juice. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I mean, I was just thinking about it just now. I, I bet it was just like a branding thing. They're like, you belong to Jabba. This is your brand. Oh, yeah. Why you would give a walking battery charger um, some form of sentience, that just seems cruel on the designer's part. Yeah, the ability to scream. Yeah, to feel pain. Like, <laughs> this guy doesn't need to feel pain. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. That's <laughs> just rude. Like making a hammer that could suffer. I wonder why you're always bashing it into things. <laughs> it's like, ow, 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 ow. <laughs> um, all right, so we've seen it. Um, so... Let's just uh, let's let's throw the 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 big cat right out of this bag. Emperor's back. I mean, I, I guess there was no there was no uh, question of it after the trailers. Well, as is appropriate with this metaphor, were you to put a cat in a bag and hold that bag up in front of me, I'd probably know there was a cat in that bag. <laughs> yeah, it'd be making all kinds of noise and moving around. So yeah, there was no big surprise. I mean, it's in the freaking title crawl that he's back. Yeah, yeah. What was the first line the dead speak. Oh, was that what it was? I I don't know, man. There, there is, uh, as we were talking about before we, uh, we started recording here, like there, there's a lot in this movie. It's a long movie. There is a lot going on. So forgive us, uh, dear listener, if we gloss over something or we miss something, you know, we, I think we both would love to see it again to properly analyze everything and gather our thoughts better and notes. But. Yeah, and unfortunately for you, dear listeners, we're not assholes enough to pull our phones out in the middle of a movie to take notes. Yeah. Like we wanted to go and enjoy and watch the movie. So this will probably be a bit more of a first impression. And uh, I imagine some of our feelings and thoughts will be uh, revised yeah. upon seeing it again at some point yeah so speaking of uh of enjoying did you enjoy this flick um i did i mean i had a good time like there's the first half i enjoyed a lot the second half uh had a, a few more spots where parts of my insides groaned <laughs> and uh you know but i still enjoyed it i knew what it was i you know i'd i'd, I'd come to terms with where star wars is in my life so like it, this wasn't like infuriating or anything to me when they did some things that may have infuriated me years ago. Yeah, it wasn't a shock to your like system. Like I knew what was going on. You know, in a post Last Jedi world, um, I think they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Of kind of trying to tie everything back together. You know, working with that story that they had. I mean, they he, they couldn't just completely retcon anything. So like they that would, they had to make it seem like it was somewhat consistent yeah yeah they, they, they had to do their best to to say it's all part of the plan yeah even yeah. though clearly there were moments that, that were like oh yeah hey remember that that bitch you had about uh about last jedi don't worry about that yeah we're sorry about that yeah yeah i i personally really really enjoyed it i know there are parts where upon analysis or thinking about it or hearing other people talk about it I'm going to I'm going to think differently about it and just be like, oh, shit, that does really suck. But overall, this is I mean, this this is probably my favorite of the new trilogy. Oh, really? 
Yeah, I I really liked Force Awakens, but like I I think about it in in terms of enjoyability. Like, which one will I go back to watch more often? And I think this edges it out, or edges uh, Force Awakens out. Certainly better than Last Jedi. It was, I mean, it was a good, exciting movie. And one thing J.J. Abrams does well is keep up a, a, like a frantic pace. Like, there's always something. You always got to jump to the next thing. And I'm not sure if that's just because he likes, you know, action, excitement, fun, 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 thing, thing. Or if uh, he realized that there was some fairly glaring inconsistencies that uh, it's better to gloss over if we're going really fast. Yep. Like, it's hard to it's hard to get a good look at something when you're going by at 80 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. So... I, you know, I'm not sure if it was deliberate or if that's that's just kind of his style too, though, is to kind of just keep things packed. Yeah, like like a like a high octane uh, Spielberg movie. You know, whereas like Spielberg could pause in, in in moments and like and take things in and and really let you live in the moment. But like he, it's like he's taking all the action uh, and adventure and excitement of Magic Spielberg back in the '80s and just just pumping it full of that. Yeah, and I, I think the movie might have benefited from a little bit of more slowing down here and there. But um, like I said, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I mean, it, was, it definitely seems to have absorbed some uh, some uh, feels from the MCU by by osmosis. You know, hanging out next to it. Oh yeah, where like they're kind of hitting some of those same cues, and uh, you know, hey, that's those are the cues that makes money fall out of people's wallets. Yeah, so, <laughs> you know, I get it. And it makes people like like our like our buddy Zach like totally call it out, but he's like, "But I loved it." I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, weird. People usually call those things out, and they're upset by it. What well, people with integrity? <laughs> yeah, people who <laughs> people who didn't enjoy Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, well, Ghost Rider had its moments. Oh, get out of here! Yeah, it definitely had moments. It had at least one moment. Uh, the line we were riding the gravy train on biscuit wheels has always stuck with me. I do I, love that line. That's a great line. So much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. In this movie, we uh, we meet up with our with our core cast of characters, and they. I mean, well, I mean, I guess we we start off with uh, with Kylo Ren, and he is just. I mean, you know, not not to just go through the beats of the of the story, but you know, let's get into the characters by by way of what they're doing in the movie. Like Kylo Ren, you learn the, in the opening crawl is just wrecking shop. He's, a, he's to, an ass kicking machine. Yeah, he's fucking people up, cutting arms off, and cutting people in half and shit um he's he's looking for palpatine he's looking for uh for anybody that would challenge his uh his power in the dark side like he is the badass that i wanted him to be yeah no he's yeah he's wrecking shop and i was kind of shocked with how quickly they got to the whole palpatine thing like they weren't pussyfooting around that at all yeah like i was with like the first five minutes of the movie yeah and he's confronting palpatine you're like oh shit (laughs) here we go now, what do you think of the uh, the look of Palpatine? Like he was he was like decrepit and like missing fingers and just all fucked up, and his pupils were were non-existent. Yeah, like he's all blind. Yeah, uh, I thought he. I mean, I thought he looked better than prequels Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, no he shit. He didn't have the weird like gill wrinkles all over his face. He just looked like <laughs> a really old dude. I mean, he he looked about like age wise. He looked about the same as he did in the original trilogy. Other than you could tell, like he'd gone blind, and yeah, the, apparently using all that force lightning had like blasted his fingers off, which was kind of cool. I thought that was a nice touch. Oh, you know, I didn't even put that together that that it would have been from that. I thought he was just overall fucked up from having getting tossed into a reactor. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, uh, I just on the note, I mean, bringing him back, I think 
I, I'm I'm not a fan of that decision, but I'm willing to live with it. Yeah. I, I I mean, could they not come up with a compelling villain? Was Kylo Ren not a compelling enough villain? Um, the, the problem is, is the structure of this kind of no, there's no master plan here. They were just kind of running through it yeah. as they went. And so they got to the last one. And I'm like, oh, shit, we don't actually have a villain. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we've got Kylo Ren, but like, we're supposed to redeem him. How is he going to like, what are they fighting against when he redeems himself in the end? Yeah, I, I heard somebody uh, somebody theorize that, you know, at least when J.J. was setting it up, that Snoke was going to be that villain. But then they just let Ryan Johnson do what he wanted to, and they killed off Snoke. So they're like, oh, fuck. Like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the fuck do we do now? Yeah. So unless unless they just brought in, like, a, a, another Snoke, and, and they're like, oh, that was a, that was a clone Snoke. Which, it, it at this point, they could have, because the Emperor just goes ahead and says, like, oh, yeah, I created Snoke. And you see, like, a couple little, like, Snoke clone yeah, babies. Yeah, the and, jar of Snokes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess they're they're like, nope. We need to we need to uh, bring the fandom back together with something familiar. Yeah, I I don't know if this is going to succeed in bringing the fandom back together. Unfortunately, yeah. I the the thing with it, bringing Palpatine into it, and basically saying that he masterminded everything that went on so far. It almost makes this the the Palpatine trilogy instead of the Skywalker trilogy. Yeah, like Skywalker's was the first one. Like you had Anakin, and then you had Luke, and now you've got you know. Palpatine pulling all the strings. Yeah, there isn't much skywalkering to be done. No, there is not. But at least in this one, you know, with the with the last remaining Skywalker who is who is dead in real life, boy, they sure got Leia into this movie. And I don't know if it was just because I, you know, knew that it was kind of done in post, essentially. But like when they're talking, like it almost seemed like it just something seemed off about it. There was like uncanny valley. Like it looked good, it looked real, but it, it just like the I don't know the way she was you know, didn't look like she was actually talking to Ray. Like it looked like they pulled footage from something else and put it in there. Yeah, that that is what they did. I did a little research. Like they they had a lot of footage on the cutting room floor, and they essentially wrote scenes around what they could, what they had. Yeah, and it it just kind of felt that way. Which I think they all worked out. I think by and large, it still seemed pretty consistent. Like they, it still kind of seemed like they were having a conversation, even though it was fairly brief. Yeah due to necessity but it was uh it, it just it, it didn't it was like the uncanny valley like something was wrong and my brain knew it and it felt wrong even though it i couldn't tell you what see i i think i think when i when i go and watch it again i'm gonna have a bigger problem with it but in the moment i i it didn't stand out to me as much as it seems to have stood out to other people um but i wish i could have gone into that you know not knowing that uh that carrie fisher had passed away because I wonder if if, you know, us looking for it creates, you know, the 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 obvious uh, perception of it. Yeah, very possibly. Like I said, I, it just something felt off to me and I I couldn't tell you what other and it, like I said, it might just be that I know it was done in post. Yeah. And so and there's not much they can do about that. You well, know. one thing that I loved with uh, with Leia in this is they, uh, you know, talking about the gripes that they addressed from Last Jedi. There was one there where. You see, uh, you see Leia training uh, yeah. uh, Ray in in to be a Jedi and the to use the Force, and she's got this obstacle course she's running, and they have a flashback scene where you where it shows Luke training Leia. So you actually do, you know, in in retrospect, you're like, oh, okay, she could use the Force that well in Last Jedi when she did the the Mary Poppins fly. Like she was Jedi trained, like you had uh, theorized in, a, yeah. in the last episode. I can't imagine why you wouldn't Jedi train her. Like if he's going to be training anyone to be a Jedi, he's going to train Leia. Yeah, 
she's definitely strong in the force. She's a fucking Skywalker. Yeah, absolutely. And so that was cool. And it was cool to see. Like, and that, you know, that was totally fake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, it looked pretty good still. Really? Like, you see, that was that, cool. that was the one that, that bugged me more than anything. That young Leia face just, it looked like uh, like Rogue One. It just looked wonky. Well, yeah, but it's going to be wonky. Like, it, that's a CGI person. Like, it was just, I, I was glad they kept it to like a quick shot of her face. As, and like, they had the blinders on. Yeah. You know, so they're fighting with the blinders and stuff. So, that they, you know, it was real brief. It was tasteful. And I think it, I think it did add something to the movie. And they, I don't think they really could have done it a lot better than that. Well, and I, I kind of wish they would have just left the blinders on. Like, you know who they are. I don't think you would need to see the face. Like, they're, yeah. they're telling a story of Luke training Leia. But, meh, whatever. So then we've, uh, we've got the return of uh, Poe and Finn. They, uh, they start off with, a, just like everything else, a very high-paced uh, action sequence in the, uh, in the Falcon. And it was cool seeing Poe fly the Falcon because he's the pilot, but, you know, you haven't seen him in charge of that ship yet. So it was cool uh, wa- watching him pull some uh, some sweet little maneuvers. And, like, with that scene, you know, being so early on in the movie, I was in. There, w- there was something about um, about the two of them together in that scene. In fact, I think this is true for the, for the whole movie. We're like, these characters in this movie feel like the characters they were supposed to be the entire time. Yeah, no, I I had a note on that as well. Kind of the the they feel like the core cast of this movie finally feels like the original core cast did in Empire. Yeah, where they have a bond, they have a team, they're a team, they they have chemistry that I don't think they had in the last two movies. Yeah, because I mean, especially in Last Jedi, they they were never together. I mean, I I don't think Ray even met Poe until the very end of Last Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Finn was off doing his own thing with Rose. And thank goodness they kept Rose's role to a minimum. Yeah. Her line delivery was fairly awful in this. The core cast, though, I thought the performances were excellent. Yeah. I I, I enjoyed them more in this movie than mm-hmm. any other movie. Like, they were confident. They were on top of their shit. Like, uh, Finn's woos and shit was kind of kind of toned down a little bit, you know, from Force Awakens and Last Jedi, where he just sounded like any, like you know 25 year old modern earth man you know saying like like i I wouldn't be surprised to hear him say like that's what i'm talking about or something i I know he said something similar to that in one of them like oh come on you're you're in deep space centuries ago or however long ago but a long time ago yeah yeah that that one didn't bother me as as much as it bothered you you know they also probably don't speak english but you know what are you going to do? You got to relate to your audience. <laughs> I thought about that when they're, when they're saying like, uh, you know, when they're using terms like heart or something, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like what, I wonder what these space people would call a heart, you know, like, like it's, it's a very earth man created term or like, what the hell is this? Yeah, it's like, a, it's do a, you guys have a hell? Yeah. It's a colloquialism. So like maybe like they relate, uh, caring and love with, uh, spleens. You know? <laughs> yeah. so, so they should say, the kids got spleen. But then we'd all be confused, you know? So you got to kind of stick with the idioms and colloquialisms that your audience is going to understand. So yeah. I get it. I do like when, uh, when certain, uh, properties or comic books and stuff like, like when they, when they create their own language, but you can still tell what it's supposed to be. Like, uh, the Legion of superheroes, they, they, uh, that takes place in like the 31st century and they'll, they'll use terms that, you know, like fracking this or what, you know, it's, yeah. it's just, it's stuff that you know what it is. Or like when we say glog, damn it. Yeah. You know, or, like uh, glog is our substitute. 
Yeah, or Conan. What did Conan say? Crom. Crom. Yeah, he had Crom and, and Me Deepa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I thought by and large, too, it was probably the best looking Star Wars film ever made. Yes. The effects and the new, they had a whole bunch of new alien species and stuff in it that all look cool. The fight scenes were great. The, the soundtrack was great. I mean, it was incredibly well produced and well acted. Yeah. All of my problems, I think, are with the writing and script. Yeah, like 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 conceptually and like ground level. Yeah, yeah. I the think execution was great. The execution is it's like the opposite of the prequels. <laughs> yeah, where where there's it you know it's got a shaky foundation and uh, it was brilliantly done. Whereas the prequels were, uh, I think there was a good story under there somewhere, but boy, it got lost in the uh, all the shit smeared on the wall. Yeah. Um, so in this one, they uh, let's see, they they continue the whole connection of uh, of Ray and Kylo Ren being able to talk to each other and see each other, and they describe it as uh, what was it called, like a dyad or a yeah, I have force Skype. Yeah, yeah, like they like they they actually had a term for it where it was like like the, it was two force users that shared like a uh, special force bond. Yeah, it, which is weird because in the in the Last Jedi, they, it was Snoke. That gave that, that was doing that to them supposedly. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, Snoke was was kind of creating that connection, and which was apparently Palpatine creating that connection. Yeah, it seems like if that was the case, that he would be, you know, Snoke kind of implied that he was fully aware of every of all their communications and was, you know, manipulating them that entire time. Whereas here, it does not seem like the Emperor was in on their communications. Um, otherwise, he would have been pretty well aware that. That Kylo Ren was looking to betray him. Yeah, and maybe, and maybe he was, and he was just going along with it. I don't know. But oh yeah, maybe maybe he's like, well, that's going to get her to me. Yeah, regardless. Maybe I don't know, but but when you have to make that many like guesses and assumptions, yeah, is that really good writing? No, <laughs> I don't know. In this one, they take it a step further to where they can actually physically. Uh, transfer things in their in their force visions which i'm I'm not sure i'm a fan of that 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 seems like crossing the line of my believability well yeah, the force definitely got expanded in this one yeah uh, yet again but it, because the the passing actual physical objects through they kind of implied that in last jedi but then they had like the dice disappear and, and yeah and a few things where it did it seemed like uh kylo and luke did not actually have a proper lightsaber battle yeah, like they weren't clashing lightsabers, but they can do that now. And they're yeah, he's grabbing necklaces and passing lightsabers and shit. Mm-hmm. Like it makes you wonder. Like they are only a little bit for like could they, could they like grab each other's hands and pull each other through the portal? Oh yeah, no you know, shit. Like start doing some like you know group force teleportation kind of thing, dimension door kind of shit. They should have done that. You know that 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 could have created a, created a cool moment or two. I can think of in the movie. Yeah, why not? Right. Yeah. And with force power expansion, we also have Ray's ability to heal things now, pass uh, pass some some life force. Yeah, and I and I got I got the feeling, especially by the end of the movie, that they wrote the end of the they knew what they wanted to happen at the end of the movie, and they kind of just and that got inserted because of it. Yeah, like it definitely didn't have a chronology. They're like, okay, they're gonna encounter a big snake, and then she's gonna heal it. Like, no, that was really heavy-handed foreshadowing yeah yeah because <laughs> by the time you got to the end there like after she'd already fucking run him through and healed him once it's like okay yeah she's not dead he's gonna do the little healy bring her back thing yeah like there was no suspense at the end of that movie you knew exactly where it was going 
Um, so what what did you feel like right after the uh, the little snaky snake thing? We've got that that cool ass uh, shot that we got in the first trailer of you know Kylo Ren's Tie Fighter coming after her and her doing that little back flippy do and she cuts off his wing and he crashes and then they uh, let's see Chewie gets taken hostage and then they have this like this force tug of war like over they, over a transport ship like they did with the lightsaber. Oh yeah, the last that. one. Yeah. The, Oh yeah, I totally forgot. Yeah, because I I hadn't watched Last Jedi again before uh, before yeah. recording. They like playing tug of war. Yeah, and so they're they're playing that tug of war. She does a little little zappy zap uh, with some with some electricity and blows that fucking ship up. And holy shit, Chewie was on that ship and he's now dead. Yeah, for five minutes. Yeah. What did you think about that in the moment? Like, like with with Chewie's death, how how did that or, you know, air quotes death. Were you upset that Chewie was dead or did you think that like, oh, shit, that was a ballsy move and good on you guys? Uh, Both. I thought both of those things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I was like, oh, man, did they just kill Chewie? Like you can't give everyone, you know, noble deaths. Yeah. So I I, like, I, I was like, wow, that's I, I literally didn't expect that. They just killed Chewie. Yeah. Like that. And they had and her and his deaths on her hands. That's a fucking proper failure. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy no about shit. That. Like she she just fucked up hard and she thinks she's an asshole for it and I agree she's an asshole for it. See, and when I saw that like I cuz we were sitting in separate spots in the theater. I was sitting next to uh, again our buddy Zach and I like my mouth just dropped like like uh, like like straight out of a cartoon just oh yeah. And I I like slowly looked over at Zach all wide-eyed and he was just like, "Whoa!" Like I was so fucking stoked when that happened. Not that I hate Chewy at all, but I was like, you guys just showed you had some fucking balls. Well done. Like I I thought that that, that, that was so appropriate, you know, because where's Chewie's story going to go anyway from here? Yeah. Especially if it's the end of of this line of movies. Like people can die. It's it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. It 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 gives some weight and consequences and walking away from this movie like the what happened after thereafter kind of this was the first thing that kind of cut the tension yeah. for me is once you see that he's not dead and you're like, wait, what? Like, oh, there, there was another transport. I'm like, okay, so he's not dead. And like Kylo gets out of that, you know, gets his TIE fighter blown up and just kind of walks out of it fine. And, and then you, you like, it just keeps happening over and over. Every time you think they're making a ballsy decision with some consequences and some real weight, almost immediately it's, it's pulled right back. The rug's pulled right back from under you. Yeah. I mean, you got you got Chewie dying. You got Kylo getting stabbed, like when they're dueling, and she just runs him through. And you're like, "Oh shit, she just killed him." That was another moment where I was like, yeah. "Fuck yes, yeah, like, let him die as a bad guy." Fuck yeah. And then uh, nope. And then like they they blew that planet up. I don't remember its name because I don't it, I don't really care about it. Was it. like Rimmy Rim Job or something. Yeah, yeah. The the Rim K- Job Kajimi. Yeah, Kajimi. And then uh, you know, well, oh, oh no, he, like his buddies died. Like he knew a lot of people. Oh nope, they're fine. They're flying over there. Even the little guy, he's he's with yeah. them. Like why why not? Yeah, how the fuck did they get out of there? Who knows? <laughs> but they did. Like uh, what else was there? There was uh oh they they didn't let Finn die a hero again for a second time. Oh yep yep. They had to, they had to save him for why? He's not going anywhere. This is the end. Yeah. Let him die a hero. Because they need their group hug in the end. At the end, Ray's not dead. Fuck even three PO. They wipe his memory, and you're like, oh, this guy's fucking gone. I, I'm almost happy about that. I'm not a big 3PO fan. <laughs> and nope, nope, R2's got a backup. You gotta be kidding me. I was half hoping that they would leave him there. 
Yeah, like, no well, shit. Three PO's dead. That's just a fucking empty droid show. We don't need him around. Let's get the fuck out of here. But uh, they didn't. So uh, that was. Uh, I, I think that's my biggest gripe is the the lack of guts in this movie. Yeah, like they the the first one was just you know a straight rehash. Um, very little new, very little, you know, not a whole lot of balls there. The second one went full on reckless with our fandom. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we just went, you know, Hey, oh, you know, risks are one thing, but you know, shitting on the doorstep of my fandom is not really that cool either. And then the third one, I think they were gun shy again from the backlash from the last one and wanted to play everything safe. Like we need to, we need to not make anybody angry with this. And I'm, if a movie doesn't, like you don't want to piss people off, but if they don't feel anything emotionally, is it really a good movie? Yeah, I mean, and and that's tough to say because even though you know, there's always the argument like, well, the Transformers movies made made a billion dollars, so you can't trust box office as as what is a good movie. But I mean, it sucks that you know the bottom line is what they're going for, so they're like, eh, you know, this doesn't need to be Godfather. We're going to make a lot of people happy when we play it safe, but yeah, not Ben. And I don't think it does need to be Godfather, but it's just, unfortunately, I think they were screwed for me. Like there was nothing they were going to do because I, I hold the series in high esteem. And I think a lot of people do. Like they've got a lot of expectations about what a good Star Wars story is. Yeah. And, and they've got moments that they want to see and beats that, that they want to be hit. Yeah, and and unfortunately, that's always slightly different for everybody. So they're always going to piss some people off, no matter what. Yeah, but the story just seemed lazy to me. Like it, it did not seem like it. They gave it the proper thought and care that they should have. You know, it'd be like if, like, have you seen that really bad? I think it's like a, an old painting of Jesus that they gave to some guy, and he's like, "Oh, I can, I can, you know, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll restore it to its natural beauty." And then it looks like fucking a potato with a face drawn on it. <laughs> no. Um, it's like, it, I feel like that is what's going on here. It's like, Hey, why? Like they're going back and they're, 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 me they're messing with the continuity of the original trilogy even saying, Oh, nope. Palpatine didn't die. I'm not sure how the fuck he got out of that. Not dying. The force. <laughs> I mean, he was, he, he was like fried and then tossed into a reactor that almost immediately exploded. Like, man, that's, that's a tough one. Like it just seems like, it seems like you could have come up with something with a little bit more thought that wouldn't be completely ridiculous. Yeah, but you know they they can tie it up in a bow with that uh, with that line about uh, that they even replayed about the dark side of the force leading to you know things that people consider unnatural. Like, eh, you don't know. It's a big question mark. Force. Uh, yeah, like I said, the power of God. Lazy writing is what that is, and it's just I just don't think it made the story any better. Like they needed a big bad. They needed some external force, I guess force and uh you know i sure why not sheave palpatine yeah and um something that that i saw because I, I went and watched some youtube videos last night after having a couple drinks so it's <laughs> that's all a bit fuzzy too but um one thing that that i saw people talking about with the story and you know like you were talking about lazy writing and it also goes into the uh the fast-paced nature of everything is that this movie does seem kind of like a like a video game fetch quest you know, where they're just oh, constantly God. on the move looking for the new thing to the next part. It's, it's a find the MacGuffin movie with all the depth of an episode of Scooby-Doo. Which, you know, to me, it it didn't bother me in the moment for sure. Because when I'm in a movie, you know, unless people are talking, like, I'm in it. And um, 
you know, I mean, it, it didn't seem that different to me than like what Indiana Jones does. You know, like he is he is always moving from one spot to the next looking for the thing. So I, I don't know. The, the whole fetch quest nature of it didn't really bother me, especially since it was it was all the characters that I care about together. Like in, in Last Jedi, they're they're all doing their own thing. And I wanted to see these people together on an adventure. And I really did get that. Yeah, and I think that w- was was good. It just it seems like they could have put a little bit again. It's, it's just a thought. Like that that dagger was about the dumbest piece of the dumbest MacGuffin I could think of. Like it was just so they find this dagger, and it's just where the location of Palpatine's uh, what, what they call it the Sith Wayfinder. Yeah, is just written on it. Like, okay, well that's like, why would you do that? See, I I would imagine that it was uh whoever that dude was that that it was like his dying thing that that he did that but then again i guess that but, wouldn't make sense no, because the whole with, dagger was for like it turns and then they go to the place and it's like if you stand in this exact spot and hold the dagger up and find this secret little thing and pull it out you can line it up with the wreckage of the death star and it'll point right to where it is do you know what that was to me fucking stupid that's what it was to me well that was fucking triple stones from goonies Yes, which is which is fine in Goonies. I I, yeah. sorry, I expect a little bit more out of Star no, no, Wars no. than I do and, fucking and Goonies. I'm not saying that <laughs> as in like it's okay, but it was so hilarious to me because I've always had a problem with that in Goonies. So I'm like, wait, so they're just standing at this one random fucking spot where they pull out this uh this little decoder thing and the triple stones line up there. So they're like, okay, now we know exactly where to go. Like that was stupid to me in Goonies. Yeah. Like I said, it's like Scooby-Doo level stuff, yeah. you know, and I half expected at some point them to like, you know, while they're in the, the big star destroyer, you know, and, and uh, they're rescuing Chewie and Kylo Ren's coming after him for them to like run across the hallway into a door and then run across another door <laughs> and do like a little Scooby-Doo door chase. Yeah. It's like, this, is, this is just ridiculous. But I mean, it, it was so funny in the moment because I, I couldn't take myself out of Goonies when I saw her doing that. I was like, wait, wait, are you fucking serious? Like, yeah. Like, I mean, his love for Spielberg anyway, I mean, even though Spielberg didn't direct it, but he, he, uh, executive produced it. And I, I was, uh, it, it tickled me. So like, I don't even care that it's dumb. Like it, it, it was just. I was like, "Oh, that's sweet." <laughs> it's just, uh, well, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, so why? So it's got this really valuable, important secret artifact that apparently there's only two of. Because if there was only one, they'd be totally fucked. Yeah. And if there was more than two, then everybody would be finding yeah, the emperor. Exactly. And so, uh, why? You know, if he knew it was there on this Death Star so much that you would craft this knife meticulously to match it. Why wouldn't you just go get it and put it somewhere better? Yeah. It's not a very safe place for it to be. <laughs> also, that relies on the last 30 years that uh, the wreckage has not shifted at all. And those seas looked pretty heavy. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, I mean, this just goes into the the impossible odds that they would be in the right spot. But, like, like what if what if the Death Star fell upside down to how it was? Well, you know, they, like like you have to you have you also have to be at the exact right spot on a planet sized sphere. Yeah. It, well, and looking at it from the right spot, I mean, they 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 clearly crafted the knife after the Death Star fell. Oh, profile, shit, that makes sense. The profile matched the wreckage. It's like he was standing there, like you know, carving this knife out, and like, all right, I'm just gonna leave that over there. Oh, good call. Okay, so that that at least takes the uh, the impossible odds down somewhat. Yeah, it's just, it's more serendipity, more movie magic. Yeah, yeah. I guess, and uh, I, I don't know, I just, I had a hard time 
with that. It, it just it seemed it seemed like they didn't it didn't need to be like that. They could have gone in there and like turned his ship on and like, oh, look here in his logs. It says it's at the old star. You know, it's in Palpatine's chamber of the old uh, Death Star 2. Yeah. And they could even have like like a little riddle that they would figure out that that's where yeah. that's where it is. They could it could have been something they could have got the same place a hundred different ways that were less stupid is what bothered me. Like it's like they're sitting around doing a little bit of blow and be like, oh, it'd be so cool if they found this knife. Remember Goonies? Oh, it'd be so rad. Triple stones, bro. And, and no one went back and relooked at the script after they sobered up. <laughs> On that note, I gotta say, like I, I I maybe this was true in the old ones, I don't remember it, but uh man, they really know how to make ships sturdy. You can leave them in the desert for 30 years or in the ocean, and they just turn right on and you can fly them again. Ion engines. It's freaking shocking. It's the future past. I can only imagine that uh, Luke's X-Wing smelled horrible the whole way. Oh, geez. Yeah. Exogol. Oh, man. It's like full of fish shit. When she put on his helmet, too. I'm like, (laughs) ooh, why are you wearing that helmet? You don't need that. Thing's got to be like full of mud and shit. Like, it's gross. Imagine prestidigitation is now a force power, so she can just magically clean it. <laughs> yeah. So when when we uh, when she's in the in the old Death Star two, what do you think of uh, of her her little force vision? So in one of the trailers, you get this quick shot of an evil ray with a with a, a a double red lightsaber that clicks out, and you're like, oh fuck, she's gonna go evil. Nope. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that was put in there as a red herring so they could justify the trailer, I, like, yeah. I, or as a as something to like represent her inner struggle. But like, you know, like as soon as the door opened, I'm like, wait, why are doors opening on this old busted ass <laughs> space station, man? Doors aren't going to open. So I'm not sure. I'm not really sure what that was meant to, like, what would have caused that in reality. Is she just like daydreaming? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it was like a callback to the old cave thing, but but yeah. like it really did just feel like it was like, oh, this would make a good shot for the trailer, so let's do it. Like there was no actual payoff, but that that fight that she had with Kylo Ren after that moment on on the wreckage was, I mean, that even even though they still don't have the uh, the level of lightsaber battles that they did in the prequels, you know, with like the quick moves and shit, I still really really enjoyed that fight. I think I like the fights in the new ones better than the prequels. Really? I think the ones in the prequels are a little bit too overproduced and look a little bit more like dance than fight. There I, are those moments for sure. Yeah, I think I think the, the like that one there, like it was it looked raw, it looked messy, and it it did not look as choreographed as the ones from the prequels did, which is how it, more like how it would actually be. Yeah. And I did like the fact that she's like rage slashing at Kylo. Yeah. That whole time. Like she is livid. She's losing her shit. And he's more parrying her blows and just kind of like, okay, yeah. Like like when you're humoring a toddler. Mm-hmm. So they they, you know, tucker themselves out. Well, and it, it's all it's almost like like he he feels some sort of like a he's not trying to toy with her, but it's it's almost like like some some sort of feeling of love, like I want you to, I want you to understand me, like get out, get out your emotions and then you can see things my way. Yeah. It's like, it's like if your drunk spouse is yelling at you at the bar and, tr- and like hitting at you, you're like, all right, yeah, come on, hit you, chill right, out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah ha, ha, calm down. It's cool. We can talk like adults in just a minute. Um, and then, and then Leia distracts him and he gets his ass run through. Yeah. And you know, like we touched on in that moment or like we touched on earlier, that moment, like I was so stoked because as we talked about before like i did not want 
Kylo Ren to get redemption. I did not no. want it to happen. Nope. I wanted him to die an evil asshole. And, you know, even if he died in that moment, at the very least, you know, I, I feel like he, he would have gotten as much redemption as I felt he deserved because, you know, he, he, he had become a, a more stoic character by that point in the, in the movie. He wasn't such a, such a, uh, like crybaby teenager full of angst. Like he was like, I now have a mission and I want to do this, but it's still an, a, a bad mission. That's not going to succeed. You're a villain. And so I wanted to see him, you know, get, get that little touch from Leia. He dies, you know, good. Leia did one last great thing and, and helped the, help the resistance, you know, by, by taking out Kylo Ren. Now we can, we can follow Ray as she goes after the emperor. Cool. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. all we actually need. And that fucking healing touch. Well, and then after that, with Han Solo showing up again. Oh yeah. So was that, was that like Leia projecting Han to talk to him? Like, hey, here, talk to your dad. Oh shit! That, that that's, that's the only thing I can think of that makes that make any sense at all. That makes no, that makes perfect sense because I thought it was all just in Kylo Ren's head, and I was like, okay, that's kind of dumb. But that that does make sense that that Leia under the sheet was still there until after that uh, that projection of Han, and then she and then she disappeared. Force disappears. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And yeah, like. Of course, they couldn't get, you know, like like they pro they would probably love to have her project herself. Oh, Those probably there. purely logistics. Yeah, yeah, they just couldn't do it, so they they brought in Harrison Ford. And I loved the callback to you know, like e even though I didn't want redemption, you know, like I did love the callback to the um, him saying like he knows what he has to do, but he doesn't know if he's strong enough to do it. Or you know, I'm paraphrasing, yeah. you know, back back to to the beginning. And you know, I thought that was a that was a cool moment. If you're gonna redeem that character. That was that was a good spot for that. That was good. I I was part of me was hoping that he would light the lightsaber and just like go through his own face. And oh just end yeah. Himself. Oh. But I think Hollywood is, is especially on a movie like this. They're not touching suicide. That not going near that would have been pole. good. Some some hari kari. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is like, that offensive? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. You know, like yeah, like he fucked up, and so he's like, you know what? I know what I need to do, and it's ending me. And, yeah. Uh, and and by that point, Ray would have would have been gone, so she couldn't heal him. Yeah, yeah, but you know, no consequences. No, no. He's a good guy now. Yeah. Ah, that kills me. Um, but you know, going from there, I do have to say, like, once I accepted the fact that okay, yeah, of course they're doing the redemption. It was cool seeing him in a not Kylo Ren getup and going going off to be to be a good guy it was cool just seeing him do something else taking on the knights of ren and even though i don't like the passing of the uh the physical objects through the force her passing him a blue lightsaber and seeing him wreck shop on the uh on the knights of ren was a good moment if you're gonna if you're gonna redeem him i think they did a good job of that yeah like i think they took the right path with the redemption i would have preferred that they didn't yeah but since they're going to i think they did it well uh, other than the kiss at the end, I don't, I don't see why they kissed. Yeah, there wasn't really anything romantic in their relationship prior to that. Yeah, it was, it was always like a weird under. Well, you know, here's something Except that he was probably a little rapey and creepy. <laughs> I, I don't see. I'm not sure what she sees in him, and, but I don't think she had like romantic feelings for him. I think she was like, "This is a soul in pain that I can help." Yeah, like you know, like you know, oh, look at this injured puppy. I need to. Uh, I'd like to help it, as opposed to, oh, look at this injured puppy. I'd like to make out with it. <laughs> well, and I, I, 
I don't know if they if they fully had everything fleshed. Well, I mean, they probably didn't because, oh, yeah, we, we still haven't mentioned it. Ray's a Palpatine. Oh, ew. she's the granddaughter of, uh, of Emperor Palpatine. But, you know, not knowing what that or that that was where it was going to go in Last Jedi. Like, I think they may have had some trepidation with their relationship because there there's parts in last Jedi when they're doing their thing where you're like, this could be romantic, but at the same time I'm sitting there questioning her lineage. And I'm like, if she's a Skywalker, they're going to run into another fucking Luke Leia thing. If they create romantic tension between the two of them, it could have been a totally different story at that point. Yeah. I mean, so, so they clearly had a connection, but, but yeah, like they, they definitely were not pushing the romance thing. So on the note of her being a Palpatine. Yeah. Which I, I I'd kind of pseudo expected that. Yeah. Like we, I think we discussed that in the last, before we saw it, that, you know, that's, that's definitely one of the possibilities here is that she's, she could be a Palpatine or crafted by Palpatine or. Yeah. I, I thought she was going to be a clone. Th- yeah. They're bringing Palpatine back. He's going to play some role in her lineage, obviously. Yeah. Um, but the, the problem with that for me is that it didn't, it did not explain why she's so force intuitive. Like she is like, miles beyond every other force user ever. And uh, like, you know, when we were saying last time, like maybe she's like, she was like built to be that in a lab. Yeah. Would have been a bit more satisfactory. I could be like, okay, yeah, she was created to be the perfect force wielder. Yeah. That's why she's like this. From okay? bits of like Anakin and the emperor yeah. himself. And I can, you know, I can, she's, she's the perfect midichlorian host. She's like a midichlorian sponge. Yeah. Something like that, but just just being the granddaughter of Sheev Palpatine, eh, is she going to be that much more powerful than him? Because she's she's breaking barriers left and right. Yeah, that would that would posit the theory that that the Emperor himself was you know unnaturally gifted in the Force, and that's that's why he got as powerful as he was. But then that would take away from the fact that he had to train and he had to become that person and. That's that's not what Star Wars is. You're not. Well, then again, I mean, Luke was big after Anakin was big. So is it passed through through blood? And it may be passed through blood, but but they haven't explained that. to us. D- does it accelerate over time somehow? And and why is, you know, it, it, how Kylo Ren is third generation from the folks that we have known before. But he uh, he still had to work at it really, really hard for a really, really long time yeah. to get slightly less powerful than she is i wonder i mean and what sucks is that it's it's all theory and conjecture because we're not going to have these things explained to us but i wonder if because of i see i i think the term the emperor used was dyad for the for the two of them i wonder if if the two of them were super gifted in the force because of each other you know because they they can do things that that we've never seen before so maybe nobody else can do them I don't know. Again, it's just it's a confusing narrative because it can contradicts stuff from the last movie. And there it just seems Star Wars has always had such a nice universe and a world and a canon that's like this. It, it seems cohesive and it's just piece by piece. They've been dismantling that. Yeah. For whatever the flavor of the day thing is. And uh, that that's the part that gets me like the like what do you what do you think about Luke grabbing the lightsaber? When? When she goes back to Octo and she, you know, crashes the thing and she's throwing and she's, and she's going to throw the lightsaber away. Oh, that's away right. And he catches it. And then he lifts the X-Wing out of the water. Yeah. I... What? 
for uh, I mean, if Force Ghosts can do that, what do you, what do they even need her for? I'm like they they could all just shown up in the end. She could have just showed up with like a box full of lightsabers. Be like, oh, you're fucked now, dude. <laughs> yeah, all the Force Ghosts are there, just yeah, like shoving them at, at the yeah, Emperor. Yeah, Qui Gon pops out, and fucking everyone's there. You know, Yoda's back, and they just like whoop his ass. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I mean. Like- like, and, and if that's the case, why have they been sitting on the sidelines this whole time? Yeah. Why are they letting this happen? Yeah. I mean, and Luke, Luke lifting the, uh, the X-Wing out of the water was a clear homage to, uh, Yoda doing it in Empire. I think they even used the same music for that moment, Listen, but, I'm, it, but it, it doesn't make it make sense. No, I, I'm fine with homages. I think that's, you know, that's fan service. That's paying back the fans for their, their loyalty saying like, Hey, remember this thing? check that out and you're like yeah i recognize that that's cool but you don't you don't do it and break the lore at the same time yeah um it was like the uh i mean it didn't break the lore but the other one like what'd you feel about the uh when they're escaping the star destroyer and kylo's like you know come we can rule together and putting his hand out in a clear empire strikes back luke and vader thing you mean in last jedi no, in when? in this one when they're when they're escaping the star destroyer, you know, and 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 Ray's kind of like backed oh, up yeah, against yeah, yeah. the back there, and he's reaching her his hand out, and yeah, because they did the same thing at the end of uh, Last Jedi after their fight. Yeah, but this one even more. She jumps. She she makes like a leap of faith into the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, which is essentially what Luke did. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, a leap would, of space. Yeah, little homages like that, and then like the the two sun shot at the end. Oh yeah, you know. So little stuff like that's okay, but don't use it to completely break lore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and that with Luke catching the lightsaber, that was 100% another one of those things where it's like, yeah, I know you hated that in Last Jedi. So here we go. Luke, Luke's back to the Luke you wanted to see, even though it's it's completely out of character from what he was in the last movie. Which, and I got to say, one of the things I did appreciate the most was when she was like, I'm just trying to do what you did. And he was like, I was wrong. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's right. You were wrong. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And so I appreciated that. But just the idea that now Force Ghosts can interact with physical matter. Yeah. Um, makes, raises a whole lot of questions for everything. Like usually it's just, it's just, you know, they're able to talk to you and give you wisdom and, you know, guidance and that's it. It's another one of those things like with, you know, the, if, if the emperor was impossibly gifted, it's like you, you just have to make an assumption at that point. You're like, oh, okay. So I guess Luke may be the first one that's ever been able to do that, but we don't know that all it, all it looks like to us is inconsistency. Yeah. And maybe it's like the four minute mile, you know, (laughs) like it was, it was years and, you know, no one had ever done it. And then one guy did it. And then like the next year, another guy did it. And then like within 10 years, 20 people did it. Yeah. You know, so I, I could see some of that, but it's just. Oh, yeah. Because wasn't wasn't Qui-Gon Jinn supposed to have been like the first one who could be a force ghost? Because like Yoda said something about he found a way to communicate from the dead. Yeah, something like that. But but it doesn't seem like you need any explicit training. Like, what does that become like inherent? Like, why would Kylo Ren know anything about that? Or why would Vader know anything about that? Yeah, you know, that's calling all the way back to the original trilogy. But I never really liked the fact that he became a force ghost in the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. The redemption put him, he went to heaven instead of Sith hell. Yeah. Like, like, so do you become a force ghost if you were a good boy? Is that essentially it? I believe so. Is it like a heaven thing as opposed to whatever? Like that's seems kind of dumb. Yeah. You know, uh, Vader was a Jesus metaphor anyway, in the beginning with his, yeah, with his whole, and if that's the case, like all of those Jedi from the prequels are force ghosts and can hold lightsabers and use the force 
Oh, yeah, yeah. All of them that, that went down in Order 66, yeah. yeah. That'd be a terrifying army. They would fuck you up. What are you going to do to them? They're ghosts. You can't hurt them. Now, question. So, in the end here, um, Emperor Palpatine has this whole, like, I am the Sith. And then, uh, and Rey's got her I am Iron Man moment with her with her lightsabers. What? How would you feel if, in that moment, she she's like, I am all the Jedi, and then Force ghosts appear? And sort of like rush and and push the energy back into the emperor the the same way she did with the lightsabers. But what if we just saw a shit ton of force ghosts, including Qui Gon Jinn, Obi Wan, Anakin, fucking Mace Windu, Yoda? I think I would have still rolled my eyes, but not as hard. Yeah, like I hadn't even thought of that until just now. I think that would have been fun. Well, it would have looked fucking cool, and it would have been neat. But like again, it was still would have been crapping all over core Star Wars lore. Yeah. Which would bother me, but uh, it would look a lot cooler and make more sense. It's like, man, okay, so this guy literally just took out like an entire fleet or tried to take out a fleet. I don't think any of them actually crashed. No one we cared about. At least they they were just falling for a really long time yeah. until he got distracted. <laughs> I'm like, so this is some powerful force lightning he's got. And like her lightsabers are absorbing this. They're physical objects, man. Like, <laughs> How is she holding that back with just lightsabers unless unless it is all the jedis lending her force and all that yeah i felt i felt like it was it was like her power that she was just sort of channeling through the light you know like using the lightsaber as her physical object but she was actually the power yeah which also kind of confused me because i could have sworn he just sucked all the life force out of her yeah just some yeah again nothing that happens has consequences (laughs) it does sure hey i'm gonna suck the life force out of you you're both dead now nope you're not because no one's dead anymore no one well, dies. Like, is Palpatine dead now? Probably not. Well, I mean, <laughs> no one's dead. <laughs> it's like a fucking comic book. What I liked about it was that you got to see a cool ass fucking like melting Palpatine, like similar cool. to the old Indiana Jones yeah. stuff. Yeah. The, him getting like disintegrated was pretty rad. And I wonder if that that was the the point of that was that, you know, they're like, OK, well, people are going to say we saw him die before. And he's not dead. So how do we know he's dead this time? It's like, okay, let's actually see him, you know, like physically go away. Yeah, he got tossed into the nuclear reactor of an exploding s- spaceship. Yeah. that's. But he's got the force. Yeah, well, he still has the force. He had a force field. He still has the Also, who the hell were all those people? The people that showed up to help the uh, the Armada? No, the people, all the... Oh, the yeah. S- like, hooded drones in um, okay, what's Exogol. Yeah. Like, this is a place that apparently is impre- incredibly hard to get to. There's only two objects that can get you there, neither of which are on the planet. So I'm not sure how Palpatine got back in the first place. Not only that, he's got a million other dudes hanging out there with him. Who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. Are they just like the the natural inhabitants of, of Exegol who have just been there for centuries and centuries? And he's he was able to put them to work for, for 30 years to build the largest fleet of planet-destroying star destroyers ever? Yeah, Exegol incredibly resource rich yeah man that place <laughs> and, and then and then store them under I mean, the whole logistics of that it just is my my science brain makes it really hard for me oh i i knew just oh, see, seeing those star destroyers out there i was like oh ben's gonna fucking hate this i mean a you can't build capital ships like that on a on a planet you have to build them in space they're too big you'll never you'll never get them out of the atmosphere it's a stupid thing to do I mean, you're on a planet that's impossible to find. Just build them up, up in space. You don't need to hide them under the ice if you can't find the planet. I mean, that ended up being their biggest weakness. Not only that, they totally borked hyperspace. I don't know what the hell. They just like completely abandoned 
almost all Star Wars lore, lore with regard to hyperspace here. How so? Well, you can't hyperspace into it. Like they're hyper, like the fleet that comes at the end in the uh, you know Avengers Endgame moment. Yeah, um, they're all like they're they're coming out of hyperspace into the atmosphere of the planet. You can't do that. You will be destroyed. Like uh, the, traveling light speed through an atmosphere is going to just ex- you're going to explode and be vaporized. It, like co- Star Wars lore in general, hyperspace is something that happens along routes. It's not the kind of thing that you can just punch into anytime you want from anywhere you want. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Like the, um, what do they call it? The, um, like highways, essentially. Oh, geez, I, my brain is blanking right now. <laughs> but they have that one that goes all the way through the entire galaxy. They reference it a bunch of times. Really? Uh, Heidi and Way. Oh, shit. I don't feel like I've, I mean, I've definitely heard it, but I've never, I don't have any memory of that at all. But yeah, so they've got like, they're like highways that run through the galaxy that are free. And some of them are natural, you know, where you can travel light speed through them and not crash into anything. And some of them are maintained by like the empire when the empire was around. And there's some that only certain people know about and they're not all on star charts and the Carillion run and a few other ones that they mention. That's how you enter and exit hyperspace. You go to those point, you know, you get on those lines and you can run that line. And so like, that's why like in the prequels, when they're blockading Naboo, they're all, all the ships are in one place because they're blockading the entrance and the exit to the hyperspace lane. So you can go ahead and fly out the planet, but you're not you, wherever you're going. You're going subluminally. See, I, I, I don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like like that was the case in the original trilogy because they were just sort of like whenever they were in a jam, they were like, okay, we got to punch into hyperspace, and they're like, oh shit. I mean, it was usually the ship itself that was fucking them up from being able to jump into hyperspace. So. Yeah, but they're generally leaving a star system. Like any any major populated star system has a way in or out via hyperspace otherwise it's not going to be terribly well developed and that's that's why when you know when when they first start to jump into hyperspace he's talking about like hey man it's not something you can just do you know you'll go too close to a star you'll do this you do that like you have to calculate your route and you got to go through and shoot it and that's why it takes some time to set it up and in any any case at the beginning pose like jumping like doing these little skips where he's going like he's not even like from deep space to deep space he's like going from somewhere and then there's like all these ice spikes or some shit in front of him it's like man what about all the ones that you would have just blasted through at light speed like we already established at the end of the last movie that blasting through something at light speed is a fairly damaging thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Like you're you're not you're not intangible when you're in light speed. No, you are not. And and somehow, like, you know, the Millennium Falcon's able to do this, even though like they're like, you know, I can't do that. And he's like, Yeah, well, I just did. But TIE fighters are following him? Yeah, yeah. Like, like how were like like they made a big deal of it in Last Jedi that like they're able to track us through hyperspace? What the fuck? Like that's not something that things can do. But the, yeah, the TIE fighters are just Sticking right to them. They're also doing this highly advanced skipping technique that only some ships can do. It's like they just wanted to show the chase through a bunch of cool locations. Like they said, hey, you know what was cool? Star tours. Let's do that. Well, and you know what? It fucking worked. (laughs) It worked on me. It looked cool. Yeah. I don't have the science brain. Like I was sitting there. I was like, oh, fuck. They're just going in and out of fucking hyperspace and they're in a different place now. Like I, I thought that scene was cool as shit. Yeah. And then on like <laughs> and then on Exegol, like they they're like they need this navigation thing in order to get up and apparently they've got it on the ground. They've also got it on the capital ship. Well, why not just put that information on like all the ships? Yeah. Like it just seemed it seemed poorly thought out. It was just like I could shoot I could, like I'm watching this right now and I'm shooting holes in it. You guys spent months on this. Well, from what I from what I heard, they <laughs> they uh, there was kind of a a panic with the whole director shakeup thing that they oh, didn't yeah. have quite the planning time that they uh, that they wanted. So JJ had, really had to JJ like he's my buddy. 
Mr. Abrams, Esquire, you know, really had to had to sort of figure things out. And like I, I watched uh, I watched one video where they were talking about how it seems as if what JJ did was came in and focused most of his energy on the relationships with people and like the character moments rather than the story beats because the he felt like that those were uh, the most important aspects of it which i don't disagree with because no. even even though it is going to bother people clearly there i like i think a, a higher percentage of people would be bothered if we had more like fucking padme and and anakin moments in this one, oh, I, I, and I and I think the character interactions and the chemistry and all it worked great, fantastic. I think you know the buddy adventure stuff and, and the 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 acting and the the dialogue for the most part, with the exception of C three PO and a few <laughs> stupid lines here and there, was pretty good. And the the chemistry was good. The plot had a few holes in it, and the lore was way off. And uh like I said, and I think I said it in my first one, the thing I love most about Star Wars is the world, is the world building, the universe that yeah. he created. And when you start breaking that, it bothers me because that's my favorite part. My favorite part's not C-3PO saying something dumb. That is some people's favorite part. So they're probably really happy. Now, is that where we pause for a break? I think so. All right, let's do it. Hey, guys, this is Lisa Monahan, And this is Andy Claude Filter. And we are the hosts of 90s Court, a podcast that takes two awesome things from the 90s and pits them against each other in court. We present our cases and you vote online to say who wins. Twister versus Independence Day? Twister, obviously. Nirvana versus Smashing Pumpkins? Nirvana, duh. Bubble Jug versus Doritos 3D? That's a hard pass, neither. Join us for a ridiculous trip down Nostalgia Lane as we dive into the best games, movies, music, and more from the 90s. Subscribe now and listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts. Yo, welcome back. Hey, 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 one thing I want to I, I wanted to touch on for sure is uh, so in, in the past in past movies, we had Jar Jar and we had Ewoks, you know, and th- we've got Baby Yoda now. What did you think of uh, what was his name? Like Babu Frick, the little uh, the little guy who who resets C-3PO. I, he, thought, I thought he was fine. I, I mean, he, he's an alien guy. He's doing his thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he wasn't like comic relief. He wasn't doing anything stupid. He was doing what he could. Like he was, he had a role to fill and he filled it. And he was clearly though, the, the, the cute character. Yeah. But they didn't overplay it. Like they right. didn't have like a stupid shot of him, you know, making a nest in the millennium Falcon or they didn't ham him up. Yeah. He didn't do anything that would be uncharacteristic of a guy who's a droid mechanic doing some droid mechanic stuff. I, I thought that little fucker was adorable. Like oh, I, was cute. I, 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 I loved that character so much, but I was sitting there thinking like, Oh, is this guy gonna piss people off? But but yeah, he didn't he didn't go as far as as uh, Jar Jar or the Ewoks. No, he's not he's not stepping in Bantha poop. He's not <laughs> you know he's not he wasn't comic relief. He had a role and he filled it and it felt natural. Yeah, the fact that he was cute, well, good for him. Now, uh, the the other aspect of Star Wars is the uh, besides the the Jedi and the lightsabers is the space battles. What what do you think of uh, of the space battles in this one? I mean, I guess. The 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 were there other there there weren't many space battles. There was a whole the whole hyper skipping thing, but then the big one in the end. It wasn't tech. Was it technically in space? It was like in the atmosphere. Oh, yeah, of true. So Spaceship like, battles. Yeah. Um. One of the things I think I'd mentioned earlier that I'd heard, like that I you know heard watching a video and was like, oh no, I wish I didn't hear that about the end of Star Wars. Was that there was a cavalry charge on the surface of a star destroyer? And I and at the time I was like, oh wait, a spoiler. I don't want to hear this. 
And then, and then I thought about it. I was like, they're not going to do that. That's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, they did it. <laughs> and uh, I, it, it wasn't as dumb as I thought it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, still kind of dumb. Yeah, and it, it, it seemed like like two regular human characters uh, took down a Star Destroyer far too easily. Like they just threw a couple grenades and then got like a gun turret up and just blasted it and then it's going down. I don't know. Wait, that's the odd counterpoint to how durable these spaceships are. They're super durable and you can store them anywhere for any length of time and they'll still run. But man, you hit them with a blaster in the right spot and they just explode. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're gone <laughs> got some weird engineering out there yeah i don't know why you would be able to manually control the deck guns on a star destroyer I, <laughs> yeah, no like, kidding. what would the purpose of that be i don't that seems just in case sorry you know it's just it is it's to make the plot move forward. Yeah, That's because why. because somebody wanted that to happen. The answers to, you know, I had dozens of questions as I watched this movie, and the answers to all of them were to make the plot move forward. Yeah. And- that's why I say it's kind of lazy writing because that's not a satisfactory answer for me. It is, if the, like I said, if this was a Fast and the Furious movie, that's a perfectly fine reason. <laughs> I'm not really bought into Fast and Furious lore. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with just a good adrenaline-filled fun ride. Uh, Star Wars is not is different for me. I have a different set of expectations. And I think if this had been a standalone sci-fi movie that didn't have anything to do with Star Wars, that, you know, of course it would have to be reskinned so it wasn't blatantly ripping Star Wars off. I think I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, I could see that. And like, like we, like we, uh, you said earlier, like the effects look the best they ever have. Oh yeah. Like looks wise, it was fantastic. I think I had a, I had a problem with this last space battle, like the same one that I had with Endgame, where you know all these things show up and you're like, this is fucking badass. But then it's it's so frantic that that it's it's hard to appreciate the things that are happening like i the same thing with with endgame like i i love my fucking superheroes but there is so much shit going down and they everybody has to have their moment that you know it's it's hard to pick out really good moments with effects and you know the way things are coordinated because everything's just flying around and zipping around and people are like oh fuck ah, ah, and then it's this guy and this guy and this guy and and greg grunberg blows up rip and you know there 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 isn't much that you can step back and appreciate but i mean you can say hey it looked cool and i think it did a a really i think it did a pretty good job maybe the best job it could have but probably not following up the last jedi and trying to kind of clean up the the mess that it left yeah and 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 form some semblance of a convenient you know a cohesive world yeah it'll be interesting because like i i feel like like this movie won't divide fandom the same way but i think it will still divide it just as much like i th- I think i think people will appreciate that that it was more fun and felt more like star wars than last jedi did but i think you're gonna have the camps of myself where it's like i enjoyed this it was fun i don't give a fuck about hyperspace skipping not being something that you could do i i enjoy it like sure i acknowledge it but it's not gonna it's not gonna kill my brain like it does you and i think there's a lot of people out there that have the same the same uh mindset that you do as well so i think you know again i think we're representative of fandom yeah i think the less you know about star wars the more you'll enjoy this movie <laughs> yeah in, in, unless you're unless you're someone like mason who knows a lot about star wars and i think i think he is going to enjoy it no matter what i saw his facebook post on it and he he was he said he was very satisfied with the uh with the ending i i haven't gotten into any details with him and it is a shame that that we that we don't have him on this episode it would have been some good in, insight honestly the ending i mean for 
if I was to accept everything that happened in the movie, the ending was good. Like I liked the, you know, I really did like the callback shot of her on Tatooine. Yeah. With the two sons and Luke's theme playing in the background. That was really cool. Yep. Bearing the lightsabers at the old Lars homestead. Yeah. You know, my logic brain kicks in. I'm like, why is the, why is this place still sitting fallow? Like this is on a desert planet with slight resources. Somebody would be using this moisture farm. Yeah. No one's just going to let it sit here for 30 years. Yeah. Jawas will, would have uh, yeah. pillaged it. Yeah. yeah. It's either going to be picked clean and gone or in use. One of the two. It's not just going to be sitting there like they left it. Out but. of respect. The, the, La- yeah. the Lars family was, was a big deal on Tatooine. It's a tourist attraction now. Yeah. And Chewbacca got his medal. Yes. Which I think is a, is a, is that is pure and simple fan service calling back to the fact that he didn't get one in the original, in a new hope, you know, and, and you're not as big on the fan service as I am, you know, like the, the apologetic hand job as it were. But how did you feel about that? Like when you saw that, did, did you smile? Like, did it warm your heart a little bit or, or was it like a, Oh, of course fan service. Um, a bit of both. Yeah. Like I, I did smile, but there was just, unfortunately the whole end of that movie was just uh, a, a schmaltz fest of all that stuff. Yeah. So it was it's like, like the end of the original trilogy. Yeah. Or I guess the special edition of the original yes. trilogy. Yeah. So it's like, I'm cool. I'm glad Chewbacca got a medal. He deserved one. Um, but like, wasn't it Maz that gave it to him? Yeah. Like, she, she's got no authority. Did she just like pull one out of her old collection of antiques? She keeps like, Hey, <laughs> here's a medal. Yeah. Like, she has no authority. Maybe, maybe she was maybe she was there that day, and she always felt bad that Chewie didn't get one. So she's like, "All right, yeah, I, I found like if, one laying around." If someone bought a purple heart at a pawn shop and was like, "Here you go, man. <laughs> Thanks. That's got a lot of meaning." Yeah, like, it, <laughs> it was probably it was probably made of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it was a bit unceremonious. I guess it was just kind of stuck in there. It, it was a hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? Hey, remember this? I'm curious what somebody who who didn't know about the original Chewie not getting a medal how the, how they processed that. Like, wait, wait, why is this why is this guy getting a medal? I don't get it. Like, would it bother them? Yeah, I, it was a little hollow and insincere. I thought, but uh, whatever. I'm uh, yeah, I'm not gonna get pissed about that. Yeah, and that that group hug uh, between Poe, Finn, and Ray, I really felt. Like, like really good about that. I was, I was like, man, I'm so glad they didn't, they didn't have anyone say like, oh, I love you or like make a relationship out of anything. It was just the three of them in an embrace. Good like, friends crying. back together. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. yeah. I like, agree. It, that was a great moment. Like the, the, the dynamics between those three characters were, were so satisfying to me in this movie. I didn't think they needed to show that shot of the Ewoks, but you know. Whatever. Yeah. And I, I, I just don't like Ewoks. So. I, I looked it up. That was actually Warwick Davis and his real life son playing Wicket and Wicket's son. Oh, no shit. And they reshot that? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. They, they actually got him in, in in a costume and everything? What do you mean reshot? Like, like was did they like shoot that new? Yes. And put him in a costume? Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the effort there because they easily could have just CGI'd that quick shot. And yeah. No one would have known any different. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. And apparently, Wicket's name is Wicket W. Uh, Warwick, but I I always thought it was Wicket E. Warwick, and I think I said that in a past episode. So I am correcting myself for my entire life that I've been saying Wicket E. Warwick. I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, even though this this seems a little out of place, something I wanted to to ask you about, but we were just talking about Chewy. I couldn't help but be painfully reminded that peter mayhew 
is is gone now and and wasn't playing chewy did you did that stand out out to you at all that chewy to me looked different he moved different and even the costume i i it seemed different it seemed more fuzzy than like he seemed a little fatter yeah but he's he, an old chewy you know we all put on weight as we get older <laughs> like when he's running down the sand right before he gets captured like my first thought was man chewy's gotten a little fat that was he's exactly the moment where, where <laughs> the where the right. suit looked bad yeah and yeah. like his movements are different like this guy this guy doesn't have the same proportions like i, I feel like peter mayhew was like he had longer arms and he was more like he's very like torso uh, yeah. like like uh heavy or not heavy but torso longy so it, yeah be it, torsoed yeah to to me chewy just felt different and and that was that was kind of a bummer and maybe that's why i was okay with them killing him off like you know maybe maybe they saw that too when they were making it but that fucking convenient fucking second transport ship concluding the movie like as we talked about earlier ray air quotes again dies kylo ren climbs up from the pit and and heals her and then promptly dies and i, I guess she doesn't have the power to heal him now that's um, one or the other they got to trade back and forth yeah they just keep <laughs> doing just it done for that 10 like minutes four or five times like no you die no you, no i'm gonna die no i'm gonna die yeah you can't keep me from bringing you back to life yeah. until one of them just gets so annoyed <laughs> they uh they let the other one go but then he goes ahead and he disappears. He's he's a he's a good he's a good guy. He got his redemption. And similar to Vader, it's like he has killed countless fucking people for evil nefarious purposes and then in the very end he's like I killed the emperor. So well, he didn't even kill the emperor this time. He just showed up to help. And he's uh, like, I tried gold star. Yeah. I'm Ben now. Jedi afterlife. I you know, honestly, I would have preferred that he lived. Because I I was um I was under the impression that there there was a there was a fan theory going around that you know that that the Jedi and the Sith were going to essentially be eradicated or combined you know into like um in in the legends lore there's like the whole gray Jedi thing where it's in the middle yeah and and that and that they were going to play that off and call them Skywalkers and I thought that would be so fucking cool yeah same here. I, I liked that idea yeah I was hoping that the two of them would start you know the Skywalker order. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't need Ben to die. If he was going to get his, uh, his redemption arc, you know, why not let him, let him live to be a good person? Well, yeah, exactly. I don't think he's redeemed himself. Yeah. I, I think he, he started his journey to redemption, but there's a lot more to redemption than just deciding that you're not going to be an asshole anymore. Yeah. You actually have to walk the walk. Yeah. There, and, there's no repentance in that. Yeah. And he didn't, you know, it's, yeah, that's like, it's like repenting on your deathbed. Does that really count, man? If you're Catholic, it does. Yeah, you now you need to be a good person in my book to really be redeemed. You can't just, you know, say you want to do that. Yeah, it's it's more of a more of like a karmic balance than uh, than just a. Yeah, I talked to Jesus real quick, Blech. and his karmic balance is way off. Yeah, so bad. But uh, yeah, I, I'm overall it was a good movie. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. I will watch it again for sure. Probably not in the theater. I'll probably wait for it to come out. I think I'll go see it with Angelina in the theater, but it it was it, it I know it would be too much for for the little one. It's a long movie. Yeah. And and you know like there's there's a couple dark moments and then also that like that severed head of the uh the guy that gave them the information like man, what kind of little kid doesn't like decapitations, man? Who are you <laughs> raising? Hey, I still remember my the first decapitation I ever saw. It was a uh, Last Crusade. Yeah. That was great, and then I and then also the one when when Conan cuts off James Earl Jones's head and throws it down the stairway on uh, Conan the Barbarian. 
I remember those very vividly. Those stood out to me. But then in the very end, after uh, after Ray buries the lightsabers and uh, who's she talking to? Does somebody just pull Some up? Some old lady walking by. I oh, guess, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's a high traffic route. They're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. She's walking her camel thing by. That's right. Yeah. And she's like, hey, what's your name? And then she sees the, the force ghosts of uh, Luke and Leia and decides to name herself Ray Skywalker. Well, how do you feel about that? I mean, it was obligatory. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, for her character, I think it's totally consistent. I mean, okay. I, I think that's exactly what she do. I mean, she's been the entire series. She's been looking for parental figures. She's been looking for some guidance, some, some semblance of family. Yeah. And she found that with Luke and Leia. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, you know, especially since it's not like she's abandoning her old surname. She doesn't have one. She doesn't know who her parents are. And so the people that she's felt the closest connection to are the Skywalkers. And she's in a position where she can reinvent herself and define who she is. It does not surprise me at all that that's who she picks. Yeah. So uh, I, I was fine with it. I thought it was perfectly consistent. See, for me, I I I don't disagree with that. I think... I think if if you're going to name your movie Rise of Skywalker, I wish there was more of a payoff than Ray just decides to change her last name to Skywalker. Yeah, and I don't think this is really Rise of Skywalker. She's been she's been sitting at to- at the top for a while now. Yeah. This is like um pinnacle of Skywalker. Like it's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this, this is not her ascension. This yeah, is Yeah, she's going to have to she's going to have to find some dude that will take her last name if they want to uh have any more Skywalkers running around the galaxy. I know, she let Ben die. Yeah. And she's got a yellow lightsaber. Yeah, that was cool. That was neat. Yeah. And I I liked that it looked cool. Yeah, and I I liked that it had a it had a bit of her personality infused in it. Like it had like like leather wrappings around the handle. I, I was waiting to see, and they they didn't do it. I was waiting to see if a lightsaber if it came out the other end too, because oh, you could kind of yeah. see the other end looked similar to the the top part. And so oh, I was wondering like if she was going to put it down, and the other one was going to come out like a bow. Oh, that would make sense because she always had that staff that she was yeah. fucking with. But they didn't do it, so I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. We'll never know. Yeah, except well, I don't know. Maybe in twenty years we'll we'll get to revisit old ass Poe and Ray and Finn. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath. <laughs> Um, so Ben, do you have a one word review for this new trilogy? Uh, yeah, I do try to pick the best one here. I know the feeling, oh, one word's tough, but I, I think the one word that really gets me overall is inconsistent. Whoa. It just feels, it, it feels like it was like, I mean, it was not a cohesive story. Mm-hmm. There was, there was no vision. Someone didn't come into this and say, Hey, here's the story I want to tell. Let's figure out how to tell it. They said, Hey, here's this franchise that we need to tell a story about. How about you do this one? And then uh, you do the next one. And I don't like that. So let's not do that. And then you do the next one. No, wait, that's not going to work. Let's change this. Uh, Oh, wait, no, these people don't like it. So let's make a little tweak. So let's bring this guy in. No, I don't like what he has to say. Uh, Let's go back to this other thing. There we go. Everyone like that? And And it feels like that. It just doesn't feel, it doesn't have the consistent feel that, I really liked about Star Wars. It doesn't, like I said, I like the lore. I like the world. I like the universe that it's in. And it just doesn't seem to care about that as much. It's more, you know, here's an action set piece. How do we get them there? Well, let's do this thing. And we don't have to regard whether or not that's possible or sensible. This is the end we want to get to. Lore be damned. Let's get there. People just want to have a good time, which is true. Except for me, I hate having a good time. I want to have a <laughs> consistent, logical time. Well, it, it sucks that that, that it, 
turned out the way it did because after the prequels and having one man controlling the vision so iron-fistedly, they, you know, had had some trepidation and and I do commend them for saying, you know what, let's let's bring in some new filmmakers, some fresh outlook and let's give them a little uh, a little freedom, which ended up backfiring in, in in some case. Plus, they didn't I don't think they gave them as they gave them a weird bit of freedom where they're like, tell a story, but we're still going to control it. But tell your story, but we're not going to control the aspects that we should control, but we are going to control you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I'm I will be eternally curious how this all would have turned out if they'd stuck with J.J. Abrams through the whole thing. Yeah. Because Ryan Johnson came in and he pushed a lot of threads to the side and and did a lot of things that I don't think were planned when the first one was put out. For sure. And so when the third one came about, they had to work around all that. And if they'd had a consistent vision through the whole thing, I'm really, you know, you'll never know whether or not it would have been better or not. Yeah. But I, I think my best guess is that it's it would have been it would have been more consistent at least yeah yeah that having a consistent vision from start to finish would have benefited this this franchise and this trilogy like the MCU i mean they the the guiding light through the whole, i mean they did you know 20 some odd movies and they had a vision through the whole thing they maybe didn't know exactly where they were going but they had a roadmap and yeah. they stuck to it and it was really satisfying to come to that conclusion because you saw all of that come together and and work in a way that I don't think we'd seen before. Yeah, and they they didn't have a 22 movie slate, you know, planned out for that whole thing, but what they did do is before they made another one, they made sure it fit and it worked and they planned. Yeah, and they had a, a an overall roadmap for the story. Yeah. That they would fit things into. This one at the beginning of this series they did not know that Ray was Palpatine's daughter or, or granddaughter. They did not know that Palpatine was going to come back. Yeah. They, you know, they didn't know any of this shit. <laughs> they were, you know, they were playing it by ear and it shows. And you can do that sometimes. I mean, there's, you know, people can do that, but some people can't. And uh, I think these guys fall into the latter camp, unfortunately. Not that they're bad movies. I mean, I think they're better than the prequel movies still. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, I mean, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I mean, surprise, surprise. Uh, my one word review for this is a little more positive. I my one word review is satisfied because like, like you know, I, and, and I don't mean that as in like this was 100 percent, you know, satisfactory, but it it is it is good enough. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think the effort was satisfactory. You know, if 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 you did something and your boss comes to you, so that was satisfactory. It doesn't mean you did a great job. Yeah, that's a B. Yeah, you you did okay. Yeah, so like, I mean, it, we we I've made no no bones about this. I loved Force Awakens. I get the gripes. I did not like Last Jedi at all. Um, but at, at least on on first viewing, and I think this may be influencing my my one word review here is I really liked this this last movie. Just just like with the other the other ones, I get that there's problems and I understand them. I'm not gonna argue with any with any points that you know that made you upset it just didn't upset me so i came out of this last movie and then looking back on the entire trilogy satisfied with what i got out of star wars i got a lot of enjoyment and i you know i don't regret them making these movies i don't regret spending the no. money i will buy it and i and i think i think i feel good about this being another entry into uh into star wars canon 
it was really fun seeing these characters take their journey, you know, it, at least where it ended up. You know, like if this movie was if I didn't enjoy it as much as I did and I didn't love the characters as much as I do now, it would have been a much different story. But like I can sort of, you know, just like in the original trilogy, I'm not a big fan of Empire, but I love me some New Hope and Jedi and I've got those forever and they make that trilogy great for me. I think the same thing is true of Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, no, I and I, I got to say, I think this one was thematically congruent with the original trilogy. Like it felt more like an original trilogy movie. Yeah. I guess emotionally or, you know, and the, the, the character chemistry and, you know, the, the beats and the feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, but I think canonically and, you know, lore wise, it did a horrible job, <laughs> but it was fun. It, it, you know, I, I came out of it thinking the same word that I th- came out of thinking of a lot of the MCU movies was that was fun. It was, yeah. it was cool to see. A lot of this, you know, the action and the, the adventure in the Star Wars universe in such great fidelity. Yeah. And yeah, it looked great. And I, I don't regret seeing it at all. And yeah. I will watch it again and I will enjoy it again. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to buy this when it comes out on uh, on Blu-ray. Uh, I, I think Last Jedi will be the only one that I don't own, even though I'll, I'll probably ditch the prequels. I only bought them because they were on clearance and and why not? I knew I needed to watch them. But yeah, I, I, I will, I'm probably most likely to put, to put this one on if I just want to sit down and enjoy a little bit of star Wars, um, just for funsies, you know, of the new trilogy. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm really, I really have to think about how I feel about, uh, the original trilogy compared to this, as far as like, you know, what I would do on a, on a rainy Sunday afternoon, if I just wanted to watch some, some star Wars real quick, it I mean, it might be tops just because it's easy. I think it, yeah, it's an easy, it's an easier single film maybe. Yeah. It'd, it'd be like, in. like you, you, you can't just throw empire in and watch empire. Yeah. I, mean, I guess you can, you know, the story you, you've done that, but I mean, it's not a good standalone film. Yeah. Well, and it, it's like, like end game, you know, like I, I'm very likely to, or I'm more likely to put on end game than any of the other Avengers movies just cause there's, there's a lot going on. It was a lot of fun. Yep. Well, and it's got, I think you get, you get more Luke screen time in this than you did in Force Awakens. Oh, geez, for sure. <laughs> like I was like, oh, wait a minute. And, where are and, you going with this? And you get a little bit of Han Solo and you get some Leia. So it's like, it's the only one where they're all three there. They still are never all in the same place at the same time. Oh, also Lando. You do get Lando. Yeah. And uh, that which, weird, creepy line in the end, like, is he going to fuck that ex stormtrooper chick? That's like 50 years younger than him. Oh, yeah. He's like, do you know who you are? She's like, nah. He's like, let's see if we can find yeah. out. I, I expected him to like look into camera and go, works every time. Like the no. old Colt 45 uh, commercials. I, I loved that line. I was like, all right, Lando's still got it. Is, is that what he was? Is that what he was doing? That's what I got out of okay, it. Okay. Yeah. He was totally hitting on her hard. I just, I looked at it and I was just creeped out. I was like, okay, are they setting up a new adventure for this character? Like, and, and maybe Lando would be a part of it, you know, where, where they can have a standalone film with the two of them. Oh, Lando's looking to go on an adventure in her pants. That's Shit. all I got out of that. Well done, Lando. Yeah. He's, he's, he's still big pimping, even though he's, uh, <laughs> he's, he's on in years and a little chunkier. <laughs> I did. I didn't really understand why he was there, but like in the, on that planet. Yeah. Cause he, he loved it. He, uh, he went there, he went there with Luke and decided to stay. It's like burning man all the time. Yeah. Well, every 42 years at least. 
Oh, I mean, well, he was only there 30 years ago. He didn't even know about that. Oh, then. shit. He was all, I heard about this party. I'm hanging <laughs> I'm out. Stay I'm, until it happens. Don't want to miss it. 30 years to wait. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, folks, for closing out this epic journey with us. Um, if you want to let us know what you thought of this or any of our other episodes, you can hit us up at uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com, which, did we get an email? We did get an email. Holy shit, we got an email. Yeah, let me pull that up. All right. I mean, we get emails all the time. Yeah, yeah, but you know, this one. <laughs> yeah, we got we got an email from uh, our buddy Thomas. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm being a little bit presumptive. I've never met Thomas, but uh, if he's emailing us, he's our buddy. And uh, he emailed us with a couple suggestions for episodes. Oh, cool. Yeah. What do we got? Uh, Doctor Who, which okay. I would be totally down for. Uh, I like me some Doctor Who. You're not much of a Whovian, though, are you? Nope. I've always meant to watch some from, uh, you know, the last several series once they brought it back with like, uh, uh, Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. yeah. And David Tennant and Matt. Yeah. David Tennant looked like he'd be fun. He, he's my favorite doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then his second suggestion is Power Rangers. Oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah. Talk about some Power Rangers. Yeah. You and I, we, we were a little old to uh to be to be admitted power rangers fans but i remember going to your place after school in like junior high and watching power rangers power rangers was was something that yeah yeah the 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 original series at least yeah there's so many of them yeah it's insane i I didn't stick with it over the years i think they're still making them oh i'm sure they are it's like it's like highlights magazine man it's always a winner with the new generation (laughs) and uh if you want to hit us up on the social medias and interact with us you can do that we are on uh we've got the facebook page geek exploration the podcast uh instagram at geek exploration podcast and twitter at geek explore pod and if you enjoyed today's episode please we implore you go on to pod chaser or itunes and give us a five sith wayfinder review uh, Podchaser is kind of new, but it's it's nice. It's a any platform, you know, platform agnostic podcast aggregation and review place. It's cool. You can review individual episodes. You can pick your favorites. You can build lists of your favorite episodes and podcasts and share them with people. You can see, you know, what my favorite podcasts are on there. Uh, I don't think John's on there yet, but he should be. Oh, I should be. Yeah. It's true. I do like a lot of podcasts, and uh, and it's it's uh, it shows all the reviews right away. Unlike iTunes, uh, I'm not a big fan of iTunes. I got to tell you, it's kind of a pain in the butt to to understand what's going on. And Podchaser is doing a great job of making it better. So we implore you to go on there, give us a review, or uh, just check it out. Uh, we do still have merch available at shop.geeksplorationpodcast.com. And as always, our theme song is "Cruising for Goblins" by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And one more quick little shout out. I, uh, I wanted to shout out uh, uh, Chris Featherolf. Uh, I believe that's how his last name is spelled. He does, uh, he does audiobook reads for your buddy Rick's uh, Bill the Vampire. Oh, Rick Walteri. Yeah. yeah. And he's got, a, uh, he's got a Facebook page and a, uh, a YouTube channel called uh, Featherolf's Frequency. And that's uh, F-E-T-H-E-R-O-L-F uh, for his last name. And he does uh, he does some really cool uh, audiobook reads, and he also featured our uh, Space Oddities Cold Open mini comic on there. And he did a little uh, little motion comic thing where he uh, he took the panels and did voices and sound effects, and it's really fucking cool. Oh, seriously? Yeah, I sent you the links. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah, those it? two YouTube links. Yeah, <laughs> I opened the first one, but not the second one. <laughs> yeah, and he, he featured us on his uh, on his YouTube video too, uh, on his segment. Uh, I think it's check out these assholes or check these assholes out. We are some assholes. Yeah, and it, it was super cool. It was well done, 
And um, I like his voice. Go check him out and um, subscribe to his YouTube channel and and uh, follow his Facebook page. Um, we've also got that uh, that thing itself. I, uh, I shared it on our Facebook page. So, yeah, Key Exploration, the podcast Facebook page. Go check that thing out. It's fun. And remember, no one's ever really gone. Ha, ha, ha.